Print Geeks. Print Geeks. Because you didn't realise the world of print management is so awesome. Wow, the print management industry is so interesting. See? Print, print, print Geeks. Hello and welcome to Print Geeks, your one-stop podcast for all things geeky about print and tech. I am your host, Papercutter Kieran, Earthworm Jim Incarnate, and on today's episode, we're diving into something that we've teased about a few times in in, in recent times. Uh, many an episode, we've talked about how cloud printing or print management, print services in the cloud are picking up. And a few episodes ago, I was joined by my good friend, Jamie, uh, and we talked about demystifying serverless printing. And towards the end of that episode, we started jumping into talking about things like private cloud and hybrid cloud and public cloud and software as a service and platform as a service. And I think I promised that I would do an episode about that. And lo and behold, I'm actually a man of my word today and we're doing an episode about that. And I am joined by two very special guests. I'm sorry to say one is actually more special than the other. Uh, we'll get to our more special guest, but for the, the less special guest, I am joined by, as always, my what is becoming my partner in crime. Uh, he sounds like a lumberjack. He looks like a lumberjack today. It is Jamie from Perth via Canada. Jamie, welcome back. Knock, knock, knock on wood. Lumberjack Jamie in the house. <laughs> Everyone, Kieran, it's so good to be back with you. But uh, I'm not sure how I feel about being the less special guest. We're going to have to see who the more special guest is so I can decide just how offended I need to be because I thought we were bros. Well, we did say that you are the best Canadian at paper cut. So I feel like you can't win them all. All right. All right. I'll, I'll live with that. Yeah, I think that's still a pretty good crown or toque to wear, as the case may be. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Jamie, um, seeing as how I did just kind of like backhand diss you there, you can introduce our super special guest Ooh. who is joining us today to talk about the different types or ways to print with the cloud. All right. Well, I, we are honored and excited to be joined today by the one, the only Mark Hart. Welcome to the show, Mark. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored to be here. I'm just mesmerized by you guys and, and all the wealth of knowledge and, and comic relief. Who knew <laughs> that you guys were smart and funny at the same time? Mm -hmm. Well, just don't threaten to tell anyone we're good looking because we got the faces for radio. We're staying here behind the camera, you know? Definitely didn't go that far. No, no, we'll, we'll keep that to just radio. Awesome. Well, Mark, super stoked for you to join us. For those in our audience who don't know you personally as we do, who are you? What are you doing? And why are you on the show with us? How far should we go back? You know, do I talk about being born in 75 in Kentucky or, you know, how about we start? Um, th this is my my 24th year uh, in the channel. So I, I do. I don't look as old as Jamie, uh, but but yes, I oh, have on, definitely been around. Uh, for the channel for a long time, spending 16 plus years at Lexmark. And then the last nine years uh, in the paper cut ecosystem uh, with ACDI, very honored and uh, to be part of this group and, and to help the product grow and change over the last nine years from this fledgling little print management software out of Melbourne, you know, drinking a lot of coffee and, and trying to 
become a, a player in the uh, market to to where we are today, being the number one print management company across the globe. So uh, it, it's great. I, I'm as I said, I'm very honored to be with you guys today and sit here and maybe debunk a few myths about what is serverless printing and, and what is the cloud and what is everybody looking for? Fantastic. Um, I'll throw a little joke in here, right? Uh-oh. You know, we, you guys were, were talking about a little stuff, you know, a good dad joke is when a, you, your kid comes up to you and say, hey, dad, what is, what is clouds made of? Right. I mean, the correct answer is mostly Linux servers, you know? So, uh, you know, <laughs> there, there's definitely ways to, uh, to talk about what clouds truly are in, in our world. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we're pretty stoked to have you because, like Mark said, this is a guy who's been on the front lines of print for more than a few years. I mean, he may also be a little younger than he looks, but it's hard to tell on this tiny screen. So we've got some serious credibility in the room today, the virtual room, because, you know, he's in Kentucky, you might guess from the accent. (laughs) Well deserved. Kieran, bring us back. Where are we? We're just going to tell terrible jokes if you don't keep us on track, my man. I mean, we could turn this into a dad joke fiesta special. Isn't that a different YouTube channel? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I want to respond with one of my favorite dad jokes now. Uh Uh-oh. What did the fish say when it swam into the wall? I don't know. Damn. Oh! (laughs) Ah, I brought a knife to a gunfight. You've played knifey spoony before, Mark. (laughs) Yes, sir. That ain't a knife, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing out some crocodile dundee here. Canadian style. (laughs) I don't even want to begin to think what Canadian Dundee would look like. Well, that's probably <laughs> Jamie. Okay, bringing us back on track. Uh, that rhyme, though. So we're going to talk today about the different ways to print with the cloud. A little bit of background. So we've talked about this a few times on the podcast and on the Papercut blog, um, and ACDI have uh, talked about the same thing on on their blog and their website as well. In that the 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 the, the dream of cloud print management at the moment is instead of having a print server, you'll be using some sort of cloud print management service. And we've spoke about in our serverless printing demystified episode about something somewhere is doing the servering. But I just want to pause and roll it back a little bit quickly. And let's just talk about, because we didn't actually do this on the serverless printing demystified episode. Mm -hmm. What does a print server even do? Oh, fundamentals. All right, Mark. What does a print server actually do? Break it down for us. Wow. So, I, you know, if, if I'm going to put on my sales hat and, and not get super deep, you know, I think in, in a lot of worlds, a, a company, you know, specifically in IT, look at a print server as that communication layer between, you know, uh, a printing device and the actual end user. So if we look back in the early days of printing, you know, it's this, a server is this big rack mounted device or, or, or this weighted uh, machine sitting over in a corner where you would have a server operating system on there, install a bunch of drivers and then have someone print through that. Uh, so I think over the time it's changed and uh, for truly what is a print server and what it can do and which really leads into this episode of, you know, what it is and what what was a print server, what it is today and what people are looking at it uh, for the future. Mm. And at the moment, are all 
print servers, a physical, touchable, boxy server in the in the I want to say the the server room, or is something a little bit more sophisticated? No, I think you know I, I think even the word server is is something that that gets a lot of people right. Um, a, a lot of times you can think of it as just an appliance sitting somewhere. It could be uh, in a cloud hmm. uh, sitting out in the middle of Des Moines, Iowa in a Google server farm. It could be a Raspberry Pi hmm. sitting um, on someone's desk. It could be technically it could be a, uh, you know, a workstation that's up and running all the time. So the definition of a server hmm. really comes down to uh, what that particular uh, computing power is is running and so no it's it doesn't have to be what we think of as something somebody can come up and hit an on off button right there in their mm. office as that physical truly um you know that that appliance that that is sitting there so and that, and that's what the beauty of where the cloud is and and having that print server and, and the possibility of putting it into a cloud somewhere Mm. So it's not about the box, but like you're saying, it's about the role, that communication function between the print hardware and the user who's got this thing that they just need to turn into a piece of paper. Jamie, that's a, yeah, that's a that's a great point, right? I mean, if you if you look up the definition of a, a printer, copier, whatever, in the past, it's a peripheral, right? It's sitting outside of of our vision. It's sitting right outside of of your your um, you know physical touch kind of thing. And so that having that server, it's that middle layer that gets you that communication that gets you from your laptop, from your Chromebook, from your, your phone, whatever that may be through the communication channels out to your actual physical print device. Cool. Cool. So that makes sense. So we've recapped what the heck the servers are, but we get now to really the meat of this conversation, the cloud. Why, why are businesses so excited now to get rid of the print servers and move that function to the cloud? It comes down to, I think really um, where, where we started to see this come out is, is when managed IT and IT services uh, really started coming around. I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, it was uh, back in 1996 is really when the term cloud computing uh, started coming about. And so what, what I think is printing and, and the management of printing has never been sexy. It's never been something that IT uh, people really want to do, right? And so by not having to have a physical server, not having to have that server, keeping it updated with virus protections, with uh, uh, firewall, all that technology, right? Being able to offload that to someone else to physically manage the hardware itself um, it is really where I think the, the cloud computing and cloud printing really came about, right? It's, it's that ability to say, we have to do more with less. Mm. Um, and the, the, this cloud computing uh, transformation really started uh, coming along faster exponentially through COVID. You know, when you, when you weren't able to be in an office setting where you had to print from you know, like my home environment to either a physical printer back in an office or, or locally, right? So it really started to change the game and accelerate what we all think of today as cloud cloud printing. Well, something you just touched on, uh, Mark, is that uh, printers are unfortunately one of the most hated technologies by system administrators. Uh, in 2020 on Reddit, there was a, I want to say, colorfully worded thread about 
the hatred of printers and it got like 9.3 thousand upvotes, 3,000 comments, just sysadmins in unison joining in with like, yeah, printers are the bane of my existence and if I could mm-hmm. never use another printer ever again, my job would be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But with that in mind, why does a printer have a different relationship with the cloud than, say, a laptop or a mobile device or a tablet? Uh, it's a heck of a question. We're putting you on the spot here, Mark. This is the <laughs> fundamental existential <laughs> what of printer. No, I know, right? Yeah, that, like getting really deep. And it's like, you know, I think, the, I think that where I would look at it is, you know, being able to put that type of uh, architecture, that type of, of device in a, into a cloud and how do you communicate with it? The early on when you're communicating with the printer, you started with a dedicated cable attached from a printer or from a laptop to a printer, right? And that was how you, you were able to get through that communication. And so when you start putting things and connecting them through protocols, different protocols like the cloud, um, it starts making it more difficult. So for a computer, if you will, right? You're just connecting to the internet to be able to access information, to be able to, to look at it real time. But when you need to take that physical information from the screen and get it to into a printed format, there's a lot of different communication channels and ports and, and, and technologies that come up that are not familiar mm-hmm. to the normal user. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you start introducing cloud printing versus cloud computing, mm-hmm. it's, so much, it's so much harder because it's, that, it's taking that digital information sending it through lots of different communication channels to get it out into that printed form. Like that makes sense. Printers, they're still physical boxes. We can't virtualize a printer. It's a piece of hardware. No matter how much we want to, you know, we're not living in the matrix. These things aren't all holograms made of light or whatever. But that brings us back to the critical role that you pointed out of the print server and its communication between the users and their laptops and their phones and these physical boxes. So we take the print server, we take it out of the server room, we put it in the cloud. Cool. Then it's communicating between the two. But it's not that easy because, you know, cloud, half of it's a joke, half of it's a stereotype. But seriously, there are different types of clouds and cloud environments you can put your print server into. Right, Mark? That's correct. And I think that that's some of the the um, common misconceptions uh, that we have in the field today that when you sit down and you actually talk to a customer, everybody's vision of what is a cloud, um, you know, they're just thinking, hey, it's it's this server out in the sky that that someone is ha- in- installing software on or, or printing through. And it, it's truly not the case. I mean, when you start looking at different types of cloud environments, uh, there's really three main three main things you want to consider. You know, is it a, a true private cloud? Is it a public cloud? Or is it a hybrid cloud environment? And I think that that's the the thing um, when, when you when you want to figure out what works best in a customer environment. You have no clue until you sit down and talk to them, and and ask them the questions of what they're looking for. It's kind of like buying a house or, or, or finding a new place to live. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 kind of relate it to the analogy of do you want to own a home? And with that comes the ability to say this is mine. I can come and go as I want. I can change paint colors. I can do whatever I need to mm. to this home because everything about it, it is my own physical structure, right? So that's kind of like a private cloud environment. The server might not be sitting in your own um, location. 
at your headquarters, but it's in a cloud environment where you are the only one that has that access to that physical environment. A public cloud is more like a condominium. Hey, you know, you get the 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 great advantage of having a wonderful place to live, but somebody else is mowing your lawn. You don't have to worry about cleaning the pool. You don't have to worry about taking care of everything that's going on, but there are people coming and going, right? You're sharing this environment with other people mm-hmm. uh, within your particular building. And that's kind of like a public cloud environment. It is secure, but there, it, it's it's an, an essence where things are being installed that everybody kind of has um, um, an, an access to that, that particular cloud. And then a hybrid is what we see even more um, is where people are saying, all right, I like this hybrid cloud approach because I want to be able to put all of my data. I want to be able to put physical, you know, uh, working from my uh, Microsoft office or storing documents. I want to put that in the cloud. But print, if something happens with the cloud and it goes down, you can you can usually have backups on your uh on your laptop or somewhere, right? But a physical connection to the printer, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to, to then print, right? So by having a hybrid cloud environment to where you have the best of both worlds, we think of that kind of like a townhouse, right? You still own this and you have this property, but there's other people in the community that are helping you take care of what's going on. So you're sharing some of that expense with other people. And so, you know, those those different types of cloud environments, you really have to dig into it with the customer mm-hmm. to figure out what is best for them. And there's no right answer. No, I love that analogy of the house because there's so many subtle differences between these things, but that makes a lot of sense. It's really your scope of control and how much you share. And I, I guess let's help our listeners understand how you make that decision around how much you share because it's not just you know a personal preference a lot of this comes back to the financial model the commercial model and how you're getting these cloud services and there's a bunch more buzzwords in this space so i'm going to throw back to you mark help us understand and maybe start with you know the term that everyone hears so much we're really sick of it now almost as much as cloud sas <laughs> Yeah, these are, you know, when you when you start looking at different types of cloud service, it's really, you know, more of a, uh, you can really link it back to kind of like different types of billing models. And, and Jamie, you mentioned it earlier, it's really how much do they want to be invested in their actual infrastructure. So we look at it in, in multiple ways, right? There's software as a service. That's your, your kind of your, your public cloud environment, things that we would all be used to today. If you have a streaming music service like a Spotify, mm-hmm. right? If you're using Google Drive, things like that, that's a, that's a software as a service to where you're paying for that uh, month by month, however, paying up front. Uh, but the moment you stop paying, you're done, right? You're kind of cut off and you move on and, and that's your, your public cloud environment. Yep. When you look at, um, your, your infrastructure as a service, this is more of that um, private cloud kind of environment to where companies such as Rackspace and others are enabling you to lease hardware that's physically not in your location, but it's sitting in their cloud, but you own it, right? And so the, uh, the other is platform as a service. Right. So when you start start thinking of that, that's where the Microsoft's, the Adobe's, the Salesforce.com kind of uh, environments. This is where you can you can 
ability to lease a platform in a cloud. So you you have a blank server out here and you can you can lease a Microsoft operating system or Linux-based operating system to be able to put there in your cloud. So those are really the three types of cloud services. And ultimately it's going to come down to to billing and uh and how how much you want to be invested. Well with that in mind and to uh roll on from your analogy um about music streaming services. Uh, I don't know how many episodes you've listened to of Print Geeks, Mark, but I am known for driving analogies and metaphors into the ground. So when I find one I like, I latch onto it. Good. Um, So I like that one about the music streaming and you you can also, you know, picture the same thing with like entertainment, film streaming, etc. People often, because there's that flexibility of it's month by month, they will drop in and out. So for I, th- I think if you'll have, you'll see it more with like entertainment. So people will have multiple ones. You know they'll have your Netflix, your Disney, your Amazon. Your oh, there's too many, and none of them paid for that free ad space. I just gave them either. So <laughs> I'm going to stop it right there. There's so many of those different services, and people will have like a whole bunch. They'll have like five or six, um, always going. Or then they might drop them and pick and choose. And sometimes people might be using, say, like a Spotify and they'll be like, oh, now I want to try Apple. So I might pause a Spotify for a month or now I'm going to go over to Tidal and try that. And so are you finding in the uh, the cloud print management space when it comes to solutions, people are wanting that similar sort of experience? Like they want to try it for a little bit, see if it's working for them. And if not, they might shift and do something else. Or is that mightily complicated for a customer? It is going to be complicated, but I think the the thought now people do want to try it. Mm. They want to make sure that it is going to work for their environment. So the the um, flexibility of a trial ahead of time mm. uh, is, is super key in this environment, and it's more it's more involved uh, than than what we would have done in the past, right? To be able to say, hey, here's a piece of software, and just install it and get it up and running. Because again, that printer, as Jamie said earlier it's it's not this hologram just sitting next to us it's a physical piece of equipment Mm. and be able to plug that in and say all right let's send this communication up here somewhere let's have this traffic cop in the cloud this that where the print server is to come back down and be able to to translate that data is key for the for the consumers and for the end users and so uh the, the beauty of this is that we we think that once you get them uh, onto the cloud People don't want to make that switch. Mm. You know, people don't, once they're invested and they have everything up and running and it's great, it's like, all right, let's, let's not touch it. So um, I do agree with you, right? I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that depending on the season, you know, I'm going to turn on one streaming service versus another, right? Because of shows or different events that are coming on. But when it comes to this environment, it's going to be about that customer service and, and keeping them up and running the full time mm-hmm. uh, on, on the print environments. And they're not going to go back and forth. They're going to get on one and they're going to, they're going to like it. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And that resonates with, you know, what Kieran was sharing about how people who administer their IT environments feel about printing and that Reddit thread. It's a pain. With your streaming service, people get excited. I want to watch the new show. This is great. With printing, they just want it to work. They don't want to have to worry about it. They don't want to be a pain in their butt. So, with that said, I'm going to throw you a like a, a leading question here. Maybe it's a trick question. What of all the options we've talked about so far is the best type of cloud print service? 
Well, the obvious answer is Papercut Hive. It is by far the best <laughs> printing cloud printing service that's on the market today. It's native cloud. If you if you know what that means, if not, give us a call. We'll explain to you what a native cloud solution is. Uh, but no, to to not take away anything from uh, our flagship product in, in MF, right? Um, that the the correct answer for what is the best cloud print service, it is what serves the need of your customer. Mm-hmm. You have to sit down and think about what is best for them. Yes, it's we want to push everybody to the cloud and we're heading there. But that doesn't mean today that a hybrid cloud environment is not best for a particular customer or putting MF into a, a private cloud or a public cloud, whatever that may, may look like to them. Um, so the best type of printing Cloud print service today starts with Papercut, and then you just insert the acronym of MF or Hive, depending on what the customer needs. Well, that touches on something we've often spoke about, and that is that you want to look for a solution that suits you, and you don't want to suit yourself to the solution, if you know what I mean. It's not one size fits all. Mm. Never. Yeah. Like there's so many different options in the cloud, but there's also so many different starting points for any customer, any organization on their level of IT maturity, on their existing level of infrastructure, on their internal IT management skill sets. Everybody's different. And to your earlier analogy, Mark, you know, a young family is going to be real happy in a condo, but maybe, you know, a big family, a lot of kids, they're in high school, they got a few cars, maybe you need a full-size house with some more room in there. And maybe, you know, when it's a retired couple, they downsize, they go back into that townhouse you got to find the right solution for the stage of life that the customer is at on their journey. So there you go, Kieran. I'm beating a metaphor to death now. No, it's, it's a great analogy. Yeah. That's because it's your analogy, buddy. You can take credit for that one. <laughs> well, on that note, I think that that about wraps it up today for another installment of Print Geeks. I would like to thank our ultra, super, duper, uber special guest, Mark Hart from ACDI, one of our authorized solution centers. Thank you so much, Mark, for joining us today. And thank you to Jamie, as always, for coming all the way over from Perth via Canada. Always happy to fly in or dial in or any excuse to get in the room and verbally joust with you, Kieran. And Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, bud. Guys, thank you all very much. No, seriously, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I have listened to a lot of your episodes and and the knowledge that you guys bring. It's not it, it's wonderful knowledge, but how you deliver it, right? I love listening to you guys. It's something we can sit down and, and just really relate to. You guys are are you know your your partners in crime here, and how you guys are going back and forth and making these podcasts fun. So keep it up, uh, paper cut is very lucky to have you both and have you guys leading some great episodes here. So uh, we're, we're very honored and thank you guys. He must be talking about you when he says knowledge. I, I, I feel like I'm just here for the good looks. <laughs> it's collective. It's the summer knowledge. Try it's like one nice, of my favorite you know? hockey facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, neither of you denied that. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to make it explicit, you know, Just be Canadien. One of my favorite hockey facts is that the uh, highest scoring brothers in the history of the game are Wayne Gretzky and his brother Brent. And his brother Brent had about three points in his career and Wayne's 2100 still broke all the records. But as brothers, they're the highest scoring duo. So Kieran, which Gretzky are you, bud? I feel like you call me Brent Brent. (laughs) 
savage. <laughs> well, uh, no, thank you, Mark, for your lovely words. We really appreciate it. Thank you for coming onto the show. Thank you, Jamie. Hey, Shasta Wayne and Brett Gretzky. Um, <laughs> Uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in and listening. Uh, until next time, keep printing in the cloud thoughtfully. Print, print, print geeks. <laughs> <laughs>